Welcome to the Loser's Corner, your place for Delt Legends fantasy news. And now, your hosts, Ray Goulet and Shane Yardley. Alright, welcome in everybody. I am Ray Goulet, uh, as always, joined with Shane Yardley. I'm your host with the most losses or whatever last season. And Shane, it's, it's good to see you. It feels like it, it feels like it's only been like an hour. Yeah, no, I don't even think an hour, like half an hour uh, since we last talked, I think. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we recorded the entire podcast, and uh, as I brought it in to start editing it, I saw that there was no audio, and I fucked up and had changed some settings. So we're going to go through it again, and it'll be just like before, maybe a little bit worse. But this means that you there's a secret mystery pod that no one will ever hear now that was just for Ray and I. That's true. We, we shared that, that intimate, intimate moment um, <laughs> like we won't share any time in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. So uh, we started off with this one the first time. So let's start off with it again. So Lab Rats versus Brian. Uh, easily the most boring matchup of the week. Um, and the reason why it was is because Josh has a good team and Brian has a terrible team. Wow, that's some very incredible analysis. Um, we could go into it further, but, I mean, when you have Lamar Jackson and New England's defense, you're, you're bound for success. And when Todd Gurley finally shows up for you um, after however long it's been. Well, and again, I mean, Josh gave Brian a fighting chance. He said, you know what? I'm going to roll with Adam Thielen. I'm going to roll with Nelson Aguilar. It's fine if they only score 2.6 points. That's no big deal for this team because we put up points. And I'm going to leave Chris Godwin on my bench with 41.2 and still win by a healthy margin. I know. It's wild. I, I have no idea what Brian can do except for continue to lose. Just a, a solid showing of pretty much right around 10, probably an average of like 12 points uh, for his players outside of quarterback. And, I mean, that's just not going to cut it. No, and, I mean, for Josh, too, one of the things that's scary about him is that I feel like the rest of us are trying to find a defense against, uh, you know, a bad team just to put up a few points, maybe not lose points for us. We don't want the defense to be the thing that decides the game. Um, For Josh, the New England defense looks like it might be deciding a lot of games this year. Um, So so good for him having having New England's defense. He's going to feel very confident. Um, about having that kind of ace in the hole. I can think of one person who'd love to have New England's defense. Actually, I could probably think of 11 people that would love that would want it, but one that would really want it. Let's wait on the homer till later, but, right. uh, but that one's coming up. All right. All uh, right, so next up, uh, as we said last time, um, we're not going to finish with Anal this time. And the reason why is because it's a boring matchup. He's bad. I, I just got to say, I really like how you keep referring to last time when you and I are the only people that know about what happened last time. But uh, I, still wanna, I wanna try to share the experience with everyone though, so they understand where we're coming from. We could do a clip show of it and I could just put blank spaces like <laughs> inside and be like, ah, oh, this is when something really funny happened. Um, but yeah, let's go, let's go to anal. Um, and really, uh, Drew really went ass to mouth with himself on this season. I mean, here's the thing. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a slightly different take um, than I've had in the past. Drew, on paper, has great wide receivers, a great tight end, 
I mean, quarterback's fine. Matthew Stafford, I think, is going to be okay this season. He'll be a middle-of-the-road guy. Um, the only thing he's trying to figure out is running back situation. And unfortunately for him, his wide receivers didn't show up this week. Um, and they haven't consistently shown up all year. And so that makes it really tough when you're playing with the B squad for your running backs. Yeah, I mean, he's really playing it fast and loose with his wide receivers. Anal, that is. <laughs> yeah, I forced it in there. I don't care. <laughs> you forced it in there. I like that. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> now on the other side, track. on the other side for Chuck. Um, Chuck, congratulations. I was pulling for you. Uh, Wayne Gallman worked out for him beautifully. I, again, I still, even after that great performance um, and the points he put up, um, I don't have a lot of confidence in his long-term value. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley is saying he's going to try to beat the timetable. Whether or not the Giants let him do that, who knows? Um, so, I mean, Gallman's on, on borrowed time anyway. Um, but I, I think if he runs into, like, a real defense that's not the Washington Redskins, um, you know, he, he's going to have some more uh, some more roadblocks put up in front of him. I was going to say, I mean, you or I could put up 15 points against the Washington defense. I'm still waiting for the call from any team that wants me to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we could. All, All right. right. So who'd we go to next? I don't know. We don't uh, have to do it in the same order. Well, you know what? I, I want to hold off on Trash Mountain only because it's actually an exciting uh, battle. So in let's its own go, way. Yeah, let's in go In the same to, way that uh, a high school football game can be an exciting, like, duke out for for football prowess, uh, so can Trash Mountain. Uh, let's go to my game. I think yeah. we, we might have even gone to that one, uh, this right here. It, it was depressing, um, and I'm going to go through my thought process all over again. Uh, on, I, I saw Josh Allen there, and I didn't want to play him against the New England defense. Uh, I knew that was going to be a bad decision, so I pivoted, and I went and picked up Jacoby Brissett, middle of the week. And towards the end of the week, uh, it turned out that T.Y. Hilton was gonna be pl- wasn't going to be playing. So I was like, I, I don't really trust uh, Jacoby Brissett in that situation. He's not that great of a quarterback, or at least he hasn't shown himself to be. And he needs that number one wide receiver. I'll go with a guy that was performing real well last week. I'll go with the other Allen, Kyle Allen. And lo and behold, I fucked up. I picked the wrong Allen one, and Jacoby Brissett had himself a fine week. And if I would have played Jacoby Brissett, I would have won this week. I wonder who did the research for that stat for you. That's that's an interesting stat that you would have won if you uh, had Jacoby Brissett in there. Uh, I have my sources that uh, that told me no more than an hour ago that uh, I would have won if I would have put Jacoby Brissett in. Well, it was a much smoother transition the uh, second time around. Um, but for, for Ross, I mean, he won. So congratulations, Ross, 4-0. He's feeling great about this season. He thinks he's uh, he's he's pretty brilliant, and, and maybe he is. Um, he's got to worry when he looks at his wide receivers. He's got great running backs, um, but he's got to worry about his wide receivers and his depth. Um, you know, I, I just I think that he is starting to look beatable after the first couple of weeks when he looked like he was going to be unstoppable. I mean, right now it looks like he has a bunch of flyers that could go off one week or not. Um, and this, I guess, is what happens when you have one of those weeks where they don't go off. Still, like, almost 120 points, that's fine. That's really good, but it it's finally something that looks beatable. 
Um, yeah. That's what I think everyone's celebrating this week. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it for next week. So uh, hopefully he looks even more beatable uh, up against the Cardinals. All right. So let's go to let's go to Mad Dogs and uh, Malcolm Death Squad. Oh, a good game. So this was a very good game. Um, both teams uh, put up some points. Um, you know, it, Mad Dogs just came up short, um, really through no fault of their own. You can't expect them to put Jordan Howard in. Um, who could have foreseen Marlon Mack doing absolutely nothing? Um, and the wide receivers that he invested so much in just both had not good weeks. Um, you know, he's got a good team. Definitely better days are ahead. Um, but, but you know, just it didn't work out for him this week simply because his two top picks just didn't show up. I mean, like, you can look a little bit deeper at it, too, and he picked up Baltimore's defense, which normally, picking up Baltimore's defense against Cleveland, that's that's a gimme. That's a great idea. But um, it looks like Cleveland finally remembered how to play football, uh, and Baltimore's defense just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, and also, too, uh, second week in a row that he's found uh, a quarterback who puts up NFL quarterback numbers. So good for him on that for the second week in a row. Uh, over at, on Jason's team, um, again, that one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook didn't even have a good game last week, uh, and he still puts up 19 points. Um, he's he's a scary floor guy. Like, he's just – he's going to put up a good amount of points, and some weeks he'll absolutely go off. Nick Chubb obviously had a week this week, um, absolutely carried his team. And then uh, putting Daryl Williams in. Um, he got the, the two rushing touchdowns there. Um, that was certainly helpful for his team as well. Yeah, I don't know if it was a uh, bold, I'm going to do this because I think Daryl Williams is going to have a good game, as much as it was a, oh, shit, I need to find someone to throw in the flex. Well, I mean, in all honesty, if he's going to throw anyone else in the flex, he's probably throwing in either Robert Woods or, uh, or Terrell Williams, um, both of whom put up pretty solid points. I think if he had put Terrell Williams in, he would have lost. Um, but obviously Robert Woods, he would have uh, he would have put up a few more points. That's true. Uh, let's go to my game. Let's leave Trash Mountain for the end. All right, switching it. Okay. Up. So uh, I, I need to I need to, to to admit my mistake so far on this season. I came in saying that uh, this was going to be an absolutely brutal season for Ken Letary. Uh Clearly at three and one. Uh, not so brutal. Not to say that he hasn't gotten some lucky breaks and such, but um, but he he's making some good uh, some good moves. Um, we talked on Thursday, and he was agonizing over whether or not to put in Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Really didn't want to put Aaron Rodgers in. Uh, he made the choice. Obviously, the correct decision um, was able to ride him to victory. This was a tough one for me to watch, just because I had I felt like I had a real chance to win. My guys did what I wanted them to do, um, and James Conner just got a lot of dump-off passes uh, to, to, to put him up to just over me. Yeah, it. I, I feel bad saying it, but Kendall Terry has a really good team. Um, good-ish, anyway. I don't know. There's, there's pieces of it that I just don't trust. Um, there's pieces of it that I'm very jealous of, uh, like having two serviceable tight ends week to week. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. I wish I had something like that. Um, yeah, and, and also too, uh, you got to respect him. He's he's pretty much gone with the team that he drafted. 
Um, and, and he stuck with those two tight ends every single week. Um, so, so good for him. Uh, over on my side, too, I also do want to uh, cop to the fact that uh, Ronald Jones, who had a great week, and I would love to take uh, uh, credit for a brilliant play because I looked at the matchup and thought, no, no, no. Uh, Terry McLaurin went out. T.Y. Hilton went out. Uh, I was forced to put Ronald Jones in. He was the only guy who I saw as having any chance of putting up uh, real numbers. And so it was simply just uh, a matter of he was the last guy standing, and I got awfully lucky. So really, you could argue that I got lucky to be as close to Ken as I was. You could argue that. I'd say you did a fine job, and uh, it was a it was a true valiant effort. Well, I appreciate that. All right, now on to the matchup of the week, or uh, the worst matchup of the week. Well, it uh, depends on your perspective. Uh, if you're an ant and you're seeing these two people battle for this mound of trash. Um, then maybe it's a pretty exciting matchup, and you, you see these two giants duking it out. Um, so, but if you're anyone who plays fantasy football, this is really embarrassing on both sides. So before we even start to analyze the actual game, which was terrible, um, we did do a little bit of calculation the first time we recorded this, and we figured out that Ken Wicks missed beating both of these scores combined last week by one point. Um, so pretty terrible week uh a real kind of long fall for uh for ken wicks's team uh uh for this week yeah it it did not look good um the i mean i guess the bounce back for ken is that it this isn't something that he's gonna like this isn't something to expect week to week this is this was a fluke for him um i still like almost all of his wide receivers uh nope scratch that i think i like all of his wide receivers um, and, uh, I will continue drooling over them for the rest of the season, probably. I'm still not a Calvin Ridley fan. I just don't think he puts up the points consistently enough to put him in your starting lineup. Um, I get it. Talent's there, but I just, I, week to week, I don't see him as a guy that I want him in. I don't know. He's got, he's got those big games and when they come, they're really helpful, but I, I definitely see what you're talking about. He's high ceiling, low floor. Uh, and and Pat Healy, who uh, we are no longer referring to as Pat Healy after his incredible Homer trade that he made. Um, so we'll be referring to him for the rest of the season as Homer, as we found out uh, he does not really like the fact that we talked so much last week about how much of a Homer he was to get Sony Michelle. Um, the trade worked out for him, though. Um, those guys put up enough points, helped him to get over the threshold of 86.4 uh to be able to win the week so it was it was a nail biter and uh green bay's defense definitely didn't help him out um surprisingly in this game no one put up zero points um and it it's it's this game's almost a shame to our league and that's me saying that and i'm terrible (laughs) yeah i i would tend to agree with that analysis. Uh, also, too, uh, for, for Homer's team there, um, the wide receiver situation is not good. Uh, it looks like Christian Kirk's going to be out uh, for a while, uh, possibly. They just picked up another wide receiver, so they're thinking he might be out for a little bit. Um, he's got Michael Gallup on his bench, who's been banged up and hurt. Uh, Damian Williams still isn't practicing. Uh, John Ross is now out and hurt. Uh, the bottom line is, moral of the story is, if you're on uh, Homer's team, 
you should probably buy some type of insurance for injury at this point. Yeah. Because remember, he had Saquon Barkley, too, so. Yeah, oh, I remember. I re- we all remember. All right. So, with that being said, let's go into winners and losers of the week. No, no, we're looking forward to next week. Oh, we're looking, damn it. Fucked it up. Looking forward to next week. Uh, let's see. Oh, the game I'm looking forward to next week is Anal versus the Miami M1s. And I am saying that uh, the reason why I'm looking forward to this game is that Drew finally goes up against an opponent that has put up less points than him this season. Um, So this is his best chance to notch one in the win column. And uh, and I'm going to let Ray take the hot take on this one. Oh, I I thought you were going to steal it from me just like I stole your analysis. No, I'm going to give you the hot take. But my bold prediction this week is that somehow, by some miracle, Drew Fitzherbert beats me out, and Anal is no longer a winless team the next time we record this podcast. We'll have one still, though. Because, of course, right. Brian's team will lose. I, I, well, yeah, obviously. I just, I just, I just, it kills without saying. I uh, wanted to make sure that we just finished the thought, just yes, for everyone. Yes, to think Brian's team will lose next week. Um not a bold prediction, just sort of a statement of fact. Um, the earth is flat, Brian's team will lose. <laughs> um, my loser of the week. Fuck, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, no, shit. Or no, not... Well, matchup, not, matchup. My goodness. I'm a wreck. Um, matchup that I'm looking forward to next week. I remember now. Uh, it was uh, your matchup against Ross. It looks like it's going to be a close matchup. And um, Ross's team finally looked beatable one week. We'll see if that carries through until next week. Um, Mike Evans has been having some good games, and if he can keep that up, uh, things look like they could go your way. Thanks for saying that, by the way, because now that you've said it, Mike Evans will disappear next week. Yeah, I should just stop talking about players that I like. (laughs) All right, on to winners and losers. Uh, so let's start with the winner of the week. Um, my winner of the week this week is Chuck. Chuck went into the week 0-3 against another 0-3 team. Chuck, I told you I was pulling for you, um, and you came away with a nice, comfortable victory. Uh, your team looked good. You look like you've got something to build on. Um, at 1-3, the season's not done. you got a little bit of hope now, maybe a winning streak ahead. Uh, so, so Chuck is the winner of the week. All right, so looking forward to next week. Kidding. I did that one on purpose. (laughs) Um, My winner of the week is Kendall Terry. Um, With all the shit that we've said about him, uh, about how terrible of a fantasy football player he is, about how terrible of a commissioner he is, how he doesn't have his priorities in order, and he works instead of doing fantasy football commissioner things. Uh, Ken had a good week this week. He put up a solid number of points. He has a very serviceable team that, like, it's not like a team that will boom and give him this week or that week. This is a team that looks like it's pretty solid, and he might be able to run with it. I'm going to put all of my making fun of Ken Letary material aside for now, uh, up until his next loss. So, Ken, you are you get the reprieve from uh, from us making fun of how terrible you are as a person, as a fantasy manager. Um, and uh, we'll we'll just hold off on those things until uh, until you lose again. 
Now let me cl- clarify. You can never make fun of Ken Letary for being a terrible person. It's Ken Wicks that's a terrible person. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I can Ooh. still make fun of Ken Letary for being a terrible person, too. All right. That's fair. Um, uh, all right. Loser of the week. Or loser. Fuck. You're just not, not very sharp right now. This is this oh. is take two, everyone. Uh, so it was it was worse last time, if you can believe it. I uh, disagree. I don't think I fucked up last time, <laughs> except for not recording uh, the entire podcast. Yeah, no, just at the beginning. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of like that's a Ken Letary, right? Messing up at the beginning. So anyway, um, so my loser of the week uh, is very clearly Ken Wicks. Ken Wicks came in last week, put up the big points. We were just singing his praises. I was saying how maybe I shouldn't have been making fun of him. Um, you know, his team is, is just looks absolutely uh, amazing at that point and comes in and just loses an absolutely terrible game. Um, just ugly. And it's got to make him start questioning his team. He probably shouldn't, but, um, but everything went wrong this week for Ken Wicks. Yeah, and in a similar vein, I'm gonna I'm looking at that matchup as well, and I'm gonna go a little bit different and say that the loser of the week this week was every single team that didn't play either of those two teams, um, because we all missed out on an easy layup win, uh, and it's it's just sad to see such such terrible anti-talent go to waste. I like that take the first time, and I like it the second time. So in the, in continuing in that vein, though, we do have a special guest call. Um, we have uh, Pat Healy calling in right now. Pat, can you hear us? The Homer. Just a minute. Don't hang up. Hello. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Now, uh, uh, Pat, Pat, you're, we're going to need to put you on hold for just a second, okay? You can't put me on hold. I'll put you on hold. I am a lineman for the county. Your call is important to us. Please continue to hold. And I drive the main road. There are eight calls ahead of you. And the Wichita lineman is still on the la 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 all right, thank you very much, Homer. Uh, you have a wonderful singing voice. Uh, hopefully, your artistic skills are a little bit better this season than they were two seasons ago, uh, because you may be needing it. All right, um, with that said, we've got another edition of the podcast in the fifth episode, the fifth episode, fourth to be released, of Loser's Corner. As always, my name's Regulay, Shane Yardley. Thank you all so much for letting us do this for you. Fuck you guys. Talk to you next time.